With a closer look at the news and events affecting Prince George, welcome to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Alan Wishart in the host chair, Tuesday edition of After 9. Going to have um, interviewed yesterday, actually, with um, Essen Mohabadi, who is the new curator at Two Rivers Gallery, and Holly Keach will be in a little bit later to talk about Kiwanis Ale, Ale Fest, except she won't be talking about the Ale Fest so much. We'll find out about that when we get there, but... Right now, somebody I haven't had in here for a while, Tracy Catagalos, the CEO of the Exploration Place. Good that morning, Tracy. Me. Good yes. morning. And so now it's been, what, a year since you guys reopened after the renovations? Yep, a little over. Yeah. How has it gone? It, it's been spectacular, honestly. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, there is such a shift in our business model by adding the teaching kitchen of origins and yeah. the, the new traffic flows and moving galleries around. But the response from the public has been universally positive. Mm -hmm. And we're tweaking the tweaks that needed to be sorted out once that's we what, got reopened. That's what I was going to ask about was, were there any major tweaks or were most of the things... It was most of it stuff you had accounted for and just some little things that needed to be? Yeah, mostly we were struggling with uh, staffing back up again. We had to mm. go from 11 to 49 staff, and that was a real challenge <sighs> in this time in history. But I think the biggest tweak that we did was... We, we started with an Origins membership, which allowed you to get food in our kitchen and then come sit in the, the front Gaia gallery mm -hmm. and eat. Yeah. Well, we decided that we didn't need to be charging for a membership for that. So we've eliminated that Origins mm -hmm. membership. And that's a recent development. So okay. the idea being that now if you come and buy food at the kitchen, you can just come into the Gaia and enjoy it while you're there. And okay. if you want to go into the galleries, then you pay an admission. Yes. Okay. So now um, so everything's working I wanted to wait until after the first year because I know you guys have certain events you hold during the year and I was thinking, okay, let's give all of them a chance to run through the new process before we start saying, how is it working? Because <laughs> it may have been working beautifully. I mean, that event that you just hadn't quite gotten to doesn't work so well. But yeah. everything's... I feel like we're piloting everything right now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there isn't... When we reopened, I think there were only two staff that had ever worked for me when we'd been open. So I not only had to train staff on, you know, what and how to yeah. do the job, but what is Exploration Place and what is the connection to the community? And because now we've injected such a large amount of food into the seat of culture, it's a whole new approach, even for those of us that were there before. Yes. So, yeah, it's and, a challenge. And speaking of food. Yes, I brought breakfast. <laughs> yes. I've been waiting very patiently. No, I, I, I'm, I'm good for the most part. but. So Jenny oh, put together this incredible sampler for you guys here at CFIS. Um, wow. Oh, it smells good. Just taking the lid off that. Um, yeah. Origins Kitchen is doing locally sourced food mm -hmm. made from scratch. So in this, we've got Jenny's grandma's, no, her mom's recipe for um, banana muffins, which have a nice citrusy mm -hmm. bit to them. Yeah. Really good. Omega eggs, all of the meats that are in here. The, the sausage rolls are made in-house. The sausage and the bacon and the ham all comes from Lawrence Meats in Dawson. That's our house-made granola. No oh. nuts, but it's all house-made, even using our infused sugars. We've got mm. a uh, caramel apple scone and an assortment of roasted tomatoes and fresh fruit. So this is the kind of catering that we're now doing mm. out of wow. Origins. Now so I've, it's got to, I've got to ask quickly, though, 
I'm thinking the oranges aren't locally sourced. <laughs> we're not growing oranges yet, no. but we're looking at microgreens in that aquaponics okay. wall yeah. we put up. So I, I do wow. think you'll see us growing some of our own produce before too terribly long. So is that something you're doing as well now? Is now that you know that everything works? Yes. Now you're saying, okay, what more can we load into the system and see how far we can push it? Well, realistically, we're a charity, always have been. We're yeah. independent from city or regional district, so we have to find ways to earn money. And yeah. that teaching kitchen, while it is a big piece of our mission, is also intended to drive revenue for us. Mm -hmm. So our catering in particular, as well as our Parkside service windows, are two areas where we can hopefully make a profit to support mm -hmm. many of the operations that we do that you just don't make money at. How did the Parkside windows go because that was something totally new and a lot of people probably weren't even aware of them. Yeah, I think people still don't realize okay. there's even a restaurant down there, let alone <laughs> the Parkside service windows. They've been really, really successful. The, okay. the Thursday nights in the park where we're open late and yes. the guys with the cars and the train was running and we, mm -hmm. we did gangbusters business out of that window. So I think as the public gets used to it, the 500,000 people a year that come through Clayton Tanay Memorial Park have an opportunity now to have the best coffee in town, along with incredible baking and sandwiches and crepes. It's, it's a really incredible operation. And it sounds kind of strange, but they don't have to go into the exploration place to get it. That's right. We've got if a they're service just out window. with their family, they don't have to worry about, okay, we've got to haul the little guys into the exploration place and get to the kitchen. No. Exactly. The other piece of that is that we're opening that outside window at 7 a.m. And so we're hopeful that we're going to get some online ordering so folks mm. will be able to pre-order and then just stop, grab it from the window and yep. keep going. Wow. We don't have a drive-through, but uh, no. they're, they're not great for the environment anyway. Yeah. You don't have a drive-through yet. Look, we've just done one project. We're not doing a new one. What you need to do is take the uh, train tracks oh, and run them by Here the we window. go. Here we go. <laughs> and then people get on the train at the parking lot, ride the train past the window, mm -hmm. get their food, and it drops them off back at the parking lot. Whatever. I think you need no. to run the train. How about you no. join the crew and you can no. become the chief engineer? No. No, thank you. <laughs> You're the one who's always wanting to move those darn tracks. Yeah. Well, you got to do something with them. But, <laughs> I, but it, it is, and again, so this was then the first full year that um, the Little Prince was operating again for a few years, correct? Or had it uh, we sh Yeah, we were shut down uh, at the beginning of COVID. Right. But we did operate uh, the year prior to us reopening. We okay. operated the train. Right. So this year we only ran one day a week. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to be going in to speak to the city in early January about what their plans are for the train long term because it really mm -hmm. does need some significant public investment if it's going to continue mm -hmm. to operate safely. Yeah. Oh, come on. Operate safely? Come on. <laughs> Half the fun is not knowing if it's going to go off the tracks at any point. What? No, 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 no. We <laughs> are know. inspected I and know. we are yes. very careful. No, that that's not. No. Please, no. Knock on wood. Never yes. happened. Won't happen. <laughs> yeah. Now, so that's the Little Prince itself. How are the tracks doing? Now that we've just, now that we've established, you're not going to be moving them. That's right. No, the tracks are in great shape right but, now. Yeah. Uh, we did a bunch of track work last year. Mm -hmm. um, there's there's track work every year. It, it just has to do with the ballast slipping, and and we're struggling a little bit with one corner where we get a sun kink, and then the rail pushes, mm -hmm. and so you get a lot of movement as the train comes across it. So we've been working with uh, A and B Rail to try and figure out exactly how we're going to anchor that because there's there's no other heritage railway our size. You can't 
go to somebody else's rule book. We're, we're yeah. making it up as we go. So we're doing that hand in hand with uh, technical safety as well as with parks and, and anybody else that wants to come down and help us sort it out. You're finding you have to do that a fair bit because I seem to recall you had sort of the same thing to, less, to a different extent with Champ. Oh yes, Champ was also same an adventure. Thing. <laughs> there was there was nowhere else that you could find that had the horse. And that is the beauty and the challenge of operating yes. a museum if you're going to have objects that are being utilized. So if you mm -hmm. have an artifact sitting on a shelf, oh. it's fine. But yeah. if you want them to actually be alive and part of people's experience, it's really hard to find parts to yes. keep them going. And, you know, hats off to John for the last 25 years for being able to create things and work with so many creative people in town. You know, yeah. the, the number of times KJM Sales has ma made something for us for that train mm. or, you know, John, he found that horse down in Florida to have yes. refurbished and repainted painted to be a, a duplicate of the yep. original champ and people are riding it non-stop and is it just little kids or are there some older people who remember champ and say i've waited years to get on again we actually had to put a weight limit in oh. uh, because we oh, were going to so have I problems can't you can't ride them I'm no sorry. i can't ride it, oh. it's it's too much for these yeah. poor little old things from the 40s you know it, it's yeah. a bit much to ask of them i think so we're doing santa pictures with champ this okay. year so kids can come in with their folks we're re we're booking them ahead of time so mm -hmm. go to our website if you're interested yeah. it's this coming saturday and we've got santa coming and you'll put the child up on um the old Shoot. original champ yeah. we'll shoot pictures that we will email you and you're welcome to shoot a bunch of your own pictures at the same time and there's a small donation fee for that so just have a look on our website if you're interested in booking and i'm guessing santa isn't allowed on champ either no santa will be standing behind champ <laughs> yes. and keeping our little darlings sitting in the saddle ah, okay <laughs> so now what else like, now you've had a full year mm -hmm. to go over all of the renovations and everything is this a year that the exploration place is starting to say, okay, now let's start to work more on getting new exhibits in, getting new programs working, because we know the renovations are good. Now let's make the renovations work for us. That's exactly where we're at. Oh. And thank you for asking. Hey, you know, every once in a while. Every once in a while. You're just right on time. Oh. I like it. Um, our curator, Alyssa Lear, is mm. back from maternity leave at the beginning Again. of May. Again. Yes. But this is the final one, she says. Oh. And uh -huh. her first focus is going to be on fitting out the galleries with additional content. Because we are a little light on content yes. right now. Um, Jonathan Swanger's new book, mm -hmm. Notorious George's, right. he essentially did all of our research work for us. Um, we wanted to revamp the Ted Williams History Hall in any case mm -hmm. and really focus on some of the other equity-seeking groups. And Jonathan Swanger's book tells the story from such a fabulous perspective with such depth of research so we're going to take the work that he has done and start to talk to some of the other communities in town about how they want to be represented in our permanent galleries so okay. i see a lot of that happening in the yeah. first year and then you'll start to see installations and of course we're still doing repatriation work yeah as we are doing everything else um, so there's a number <laughs> of repatriations that i think you'll see in the next little while mm -hmm. Uh, traveling exhibits, we'll continue to book them now that we're on the main floor in the George Phillips mm, Gallery. A little bit easier to get things in Way easier yeah. to get things in Instead of having to get a hole in the roof and put them in through the roof and then close it up again. We had all these shoulder straps that we'd all put on and we'd put on cases and then we'd take them up the stairs. It was... <laughs> 
yeah, I, it was a very strange job I've had for the last 30 you years. Felt, you felt like Sherpas going up Mount Everest. Many times, yes, exactly. Except it wasn't quite as cold and snowy. Depends on the day. If yes. all those windows this are open, it can George, be bloody yes. cold. No, I think that um, this is the right product for a museum going mm -hmm. forward. And I really am excited about food being embedded in yes. that work. You know, Jenny's done one event already with elders from the Mayu Keo. Mm -hmm. And they took traditional foods and into our teaching kitchen. And between the elders and some of my chefs, they modified Labrador tea. They did these really cool little smoked salmon bites. Just different ways okay. of using the traditional foods for a ceremonial event. Yeah. And it was just, it was wonderful for my team to learn. Mm -hmm. And then the conversations that we had in the room with the elders and the invited guests and the Kaolitichin from across the province, it was amazing, really, to see how much that little t change in food brought people together to mm -hmm. have conversations and talk about their own memories. Mm -hmm. So I think going forward, you're going to see more and more food and drink and those sorts of things factored into people's experiences when they're talking about culture and a sense of place. So has the, did the menu at Origins expand after this event? <laughs> uh, no, because oh. if, if it's traditional food, I, okay. unless I have someone on staff that has been right. taught properly and, and you yeah. know gifted a recipe, we wouldn't do that. No. But we're happy to work with everyone that wants to to help us in fact we have um a woman from iran she's a pastry chef mm. and it's a french pastry that she does and oh my gosh the things she makes are unbelievable I, I see these like beautiful little edible axolotls coming out of my kitchen and things and it's just oh it's so amazing so yeah i think food is one of those pieces that in a world that is so fractured and at each other's throats all of us eat, and yes. all of us like good food, and I, we all have memories around food. So I think that it's not a bad place to come together and to start. So is Origins a place then where it runs, and you, to some extent, even as the CEO, kind of stay away from it so you can be surprised by what shows up? Well, I was told early on that I'm allowed and to control off. money, but I'm not yes. allowed to mess with recipes. And with okay. a chef like Jenny, why would you? Yes. You know, she has done, well, it's right in front of you. The things yes. that she has done are incredible. And because we're coming from the same place, locally sourced, healthy as possible, with all of our materials are compostable, including our takeaway materials and catering. So when I bring you this box, this mm -hmm. whole thing just goes into the compost. Wow. Uh, including the plastic. It's a, a food-based plastic. So, you know, we've put a bit of extra money into some of this work, but we think it's an important piece of what we're doing as a museum. And I, I just don't know why I would mess with that any more than I would mess with Alyssa Lear and what she's doing in curatorial. My yeah. job is to make sure that we're all on the same page, headed in the right direction, and I'm supposed to make sure there's enough money to pay everybody. Oh, details. Sometimes a challenge, yeah. Details. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're licensed now. <laughs> Alyssa, Alyssa and Jenny keep coming saying, we need this and this, and you're kind of going, that's nice. What am I supposed to do about it? Well, and that's where all of our programming is yes. running. We're rolling it all out now. Birthday parties oh, okay. have just launched. People have been champing at the bit for mm. a, a shot at birthday parties. That's now on our website. With champ. With it's champ. I thought yes. I'd roll that back in for okay. you. Yeah. Um, and we're also doing a Science Alliance winter camp, which we've never done before. Mm. So that will be next week over the, the break. Wow. And I think there's yeah. still a couple of spots left in it if people are looking for something to do with their kids the week before Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think in general, it's been a really fabulous year. The community's really supported us, and I hope that everyone will continue to do so. Well, it's a great space. I think they will. Yeah, and again, 
again, getting into winter, mm -hmm. going inside to the exploration place is not a bad idea. Especially in that front gallery, the oh, Gaia, with all the yes. plants and the aquaponics. It is a stunning place to sit and, and those, have a coffee. And those sand tables. The, yes, our Sisyphus tables <laughs> yes. are very popular. And I have two more I still have to get made into coffee table height for the main sort of seating area. Yeah. So there's still bits and pieces rolling yeah. in. Okay. Tracy Catalgaros, CEO of The Exploration Place. What is the website? Oh, we are www.theexplorationplace.com. Always remember the. You got it. Otherwise, you'll end up in Wichita, Kansas, which is very confusing for people. Yeah, probably not as much snow. No, definitely no. not. Okay. Tracy, thank you very much for coming in and bringing us up to date. Thanks for having me. Enjoy breakfast. Okay. Going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more after 9. If you're looking for those long-forgotten rock songs, then tune in to Beneath the Grooves with Jenny and BC Kid every Saturday night at 8 for deep-cut rock tracks from the 60s to the 80s. Hear from well-known artists like the Moody Blues and the Alan Parsons Project, as well as obscure acts like Sugarloaf and Madrigal. It's the band you love, but the songs you've forgotten on Beneath the Grooves. Saturday nights at 8 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Are you a leader who wants to take their leadership to the next level? Do you have an emerging leader on your team who needs support? At Pivot Leader, our Leaders in Business program combines leadership training with one-on-one -on -one coaching to help leaders just like you. You'll learn how to deal with people better, handle conflict, hire and keep staff, delegate more effectively, read financial statements, and learn coaching skills to move your team along. There's a less stressful way to improve your outcomes. We can show you how. If you'd like to be a better leader, reach out to us today at pivotleader.com. Pivot Leader will help you grow, train, and sell your business. Eat healthy and fresh at Homesteader Meats, founded by Ben and Rosella Clausen in 1982. Homesteader Meats has two premium quality meat and gluten-free products, plus Wednesday is Seniors Day at Homesteader Meats. Seniors 55 and over save 10% off regular prices. Single portions are available in most items, including pierogies and sausages, and there are half-pound packages off ground beef, ground pork, stew meat, and meat pies. Everything from Erladen to Patties is at Homesteader Meats in two locations, College Heights and Park Hill Center. Forecast from Environment Canada. Cloudy today, winds from the south at 30k. A high of zero with a morning wind chill to minus 11. Tonight cloudy, a 40% chance of flurries starting this evening. More south winds, temperature rising to 2 overnight. For Wednesday, cloudy and windy with a 60% chance of snow in the afternoon, a high of 3. Keeping you up to date on current news and events in and around Prince George. This is After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. The new curator of Two Rivers Gallery, Eason Mohammadi, made quite the change to get to Prince George since his previous job was in St. John's, Newfoundland. Sat down with Eason yesterday at the gallery and I asked him, I said, that's quite the move. Uh, yeah, that's a big change actually. Coming from East Coast to the West Coast, that's... Uh that's a lot, honestly, but I really, uh, so it's a second week I'm here, but I'm really amazed by the how friendly people are mm -hmm. and the great community we have here. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it was so heartwarming uh, before coming here, I could find a mutual friends. So that was a, honestly very, very big help for me. So, but uh, yeah, I'm here and I'm so happy. <laughs> So now, you had been in Newfoundland, as I understand, in St. John's, to be more precise, for about five years? Uh, that's correct. Uh, I and my family were living in uh, St. John's, Newfoundland for five years. Mm -hmm. um, then, for like a couple of months, we moved to Ottawa, and then now 
were coming here, so uh, it was just uh, for three months in Aruba. Oh. So um, always in Newfoundland, I'm going from Newfoundland, so Aruba yeah. was like yeah. <laughs> a stopover. Just a stopover, yeah. yeah. And yeah, um, it, I'm very excited, and uh, uh, honestly, uh, very great uh, you know community here, and also great artists and. Uh, I'm very excited to start a new chapter in my life. Now, I am guessing, because you were in St. John's at the time, that you were not flying back and forth to Prince George to do interviews. <laughs> uh, I was uh, uh, actually in Ottawa, but okay, I was yeah. invited, So, which is like, uh, from uh, when you come from St. John's to Prince George, it's like, coming from another continent mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's a lot uh, yeah but yeah uh, two stop from uh, Arwa to here mostly but uh, sometimes Arwa Vancouver Vancouver Prince George so mm. that's the easiest yeah. way but uh, the second time uh, I was in Calgary Vancouver then Prince George oh, okay. so yeah it was uh, three years two stops so. so how did you find out about the curator's job in Prince George and was your first step then to look at Prince George on a map? Uh, so uh, there was a connection between uh, Two Rivers Gallery with uh, at some point with the uh, East Coast. Uh, uh, I have uh, been work as a guest curator at the rooms, the provincial museum at the uh, at the St. John's. So a um, couple of parties that our executive director uh, George Harris uh, I invited London go here in uh, Prince George. So the connection was there, and uh, so when I uh, when I uh, come up with the um, job posting. I start uh, looking for the Prince George and then uh, also the exhibition here before and I found that uh, so we had a couple of artists from East Coast here before so and then uh, um, I started looking for other information and I was amazed with the um, the importance of the Two Rivers Gallery here to present the arts in the north, southern BC. So, and I was very privileged and honestly very humble and honored to be part of this amazing team. And yeah, that's the story. <laughs> so, when you started looking at some of the exhibitions that Two Rivers has had over the last few years, were you a little bit surprised by how wide-ranging the exhibitions were and about how they weren't all just Prince George artists? Um, I was really surprised and amazed by the variety of topics, subjects, and also the exhibitions. Uh, it was beyond my expectations. <laughs> so yeah, I really, it's a very, very, we had a wonderful exhibitions uh, here. And also we had very, you know, uh, Rich and collection, permanent collection yes. that we need to work on to develop, to maintain, and also develop them. So um, there are a couple of things that we need to keep in mind when we are moving. But uh, as I said here, uh, um, it's very. Uh, I'm very happy, mm -hmm. and at the same time, uh, I have this commitment to contribute because uh, as much as I can, because that's uh, the things that no. Uh, previous curator and also uh, the executive director of the uh, uh, Rivers Gallery did absolutely wonderful mm -hmm. and I mean that's the landmark that when people look at the things that happen here uh, they understand how you know big things it's very very you know uh, uh, amazing 
and uh, yeah, we are uh, we have a wonderful people here working, uh, and also we start planning things for for the future. So uh, there are a couple of things that we are working right now, but uh, the first will be our exhibition uh, next year, so by February. So we will have our oh, first. Okay. Yeah, we'll have uh, our first exhibition. Uh, on February and then yeah we are planning for the other exhibition for the 2024 as well. Now how nice is it to come to a, um, a gallery where you've got like the two main galleries but then you've also got the Rusted Galleria yeah. which is a place that you can just exhibit shall we say smaller works yeah that's uh, that's one of the things that I really like it's a great opportunity for regional even emerging mm -hmm. artists and also the young artists that they can present their artworks that's very exciting for them but at the same time it's an opportunity for for them and for us to present them to you know to invite them to be part of the uh, our, uh, the community here and so uh, yeah that's uh, the, the the space here are absolutely wonderful. We, I would say, we, uh, we we have lots of things, but still we need some other things to you know to 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 add here. But uh, the two exhibition, uh, sorry, the two you know area for the main gallery are very very you know professional, and I'm very happy that you know um, whenever we approach the artist. Uh, they, they, they they know yeah. they know where they're coming so they are uh, very very interested and at the same time as I said uh, uh, in the gallery of this space is uh, for the regional artists for the young one so that's uh, I would say kind of a balance between the things we are doing so the uh, and very you know um, encouraging for the for the young generation of artists here in the in the Prince George. And then, of course, upstairs. Upstairs, yes. Well, you've got all the places where people can take classes and everything as well. Uh, yeah, um, so the, here also a great opportunity for, for the kids, for, mm -hmm. for even the other groups to come and engage and see the teams. That's, uh, uh, we could be, uh, we are actually, but uh, um, a hub for cultural activities here. Mm -hmm. Uh, to people to come and stop by, say hi, learn about things, see each other, engage with each other. So these are the things that uh, to have a vibrant community, we need to, um, we have, a, but we need to like develop more. We need to add more stuff and also uh, look at what we need these days. You know what things can be, you know, uh, bringing for uh, for encouraging people to come and you know engage in our program. So take a break and come back with the rest of the interview I did with Eason Mahamadi from Two Rivers Gallery after nine. Are you passionate about podcasts? Ready to share your knowledge and enthusiasm with the world? We're looking for you. Join the NCRA's Podcast School as a presenter and help aspiring podcasters bring their ideas to life. From March 5th to April 11th, 2024, come share your expertise, teach the art of storytelling, and be part of our vibrant community. It's your chance to inspire the next generation of podcast creators. Join us now and make a difference. Visit podcast.ncra.ca to learn more and apply today. Need vehicle repairs? See Big O Tires. Famous for tires, Big O is also a full-service automotive center customers trust for expert service and repair. 
From brakes to tire changeovers to steering, suspension, and more, Big O Tire treats every vehicle like it's their own. Proudly locally owned and operated for 24 years, Gary and the team of the Big O Tires thank you for your tremendous support and wishes you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Big O Tires, 2000 Victoria Street, Prince George. Northern Health is taking actions to continue protecting people, communities, and the health care system this respiratory season by encouraging people in the North aged six months and older to get their COVID-19 and influenza vaccines. Visit getvaccinated.gov.bc.ca to get registered. Invitations will then be sent by email and text message with an invitation link to book your vaccine appointment. If you need help scheduling your vaccines, call 1-833-838-2323. Visit northernhealth.ca for clinic information in your community. Canadian Tire thanks all their families, friends, and neighbors for supporting local businesses in 2023. Your continued patronage allows us to support this great community of ours. Canadian Tire is extremely proud of their staff who have worked hard every day and continue to ensure that our Canadian Tire is one of the best in the country. The Canadian Tire family wishes for health, happiness, and peace for all. Thank you for keeping Prince George strong. It's after 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. And now the second part of the interview I did yesterday with Eason Mohammadi, the new curator at Two Rivers Gallery. Now, how long have you been working in art gallery, being, and being a gallery curator and stuff like that? How long have you been there? Uh, so my background, uh, so I studied... Uh, folklore here in Canada and my country, mm -hmm. English literature, is focused with the American literature, of mm -hmm. course. But I started working uh, back in the day in my country mm -hmm. with, uh, with a museum and uh, galleries to, like, uh, as an interpreter, as uh, working with them with, uh, you know, different variety of things. Uh, here in Canada, when I arrived in 2018, I started working, like, uh, making films mm. uh, which is my you know the, the film that I work as and also as a photographer so and then um, during the year I I work with a with a museum and galleries in St. John's uh, notably like uh, the rooms provincial museum the craft council gallery in Newfoundland and also in some time with a uh, you know, uh, Monfla Memorial University language, uh, folklore and language archive, and also um, QED Queen, Elizabeth II Library. So that uh, gave me the sense of the, you know, the things, how, uh, what, uh, what, what I need and how can I work in the, uh, in a, in a museum and galleries. And so, uh, and that was an excellent, you know, uh, learning opportunity and also uh, learning about the things uh, um, in the museum and also gallery section so and uh, uh, as I said I have I studied folklore here, yeah. PhD of folklore at Memorial University so again uh, uh, I myself consider a post-human uh, folklorist mm -hmm. so um, part of this is uh, practicing these things and part of it is uh, researching mm -hmm. so you need to always uh, to make a connection between the world of artists and also the world of uh, the people who are coming to visit the gallery you need to understand the, the their words 
and you will you need to make a bridge between these two words. So part of it is, is um, doing research, uh, improving your knowledge about you know, two sides of the you know the, the, the uh, two sides of rivers when you want to yeah. make a bridge, of course. <laughs> and then so and. Uh, uh, it's a thing that you need to learn, you know, during the time, and you know, uh, so and also all uh, engaging with the artists, learn about what they are doing, and so this is a th the process of like in every project you learn something, but uh, you need to always uh, equip yourself with the knowledge, with the you know, um, the, the practice of the artists, the things that they are doing, you know, uh, and also you always need to. Um, uh, consider your audience so these are the things that in general you need to as a curator I need to like uh, um, the program especially the what kind of program what kind of conversation we need to bring in what um, uh, new work uh, has new challenges and to face the new challenges we need to be ready and the program that uh, we are thinking uh, that we need to bring in here need to address these challenges. We have lots of challenges in uh, even in terms of the environmental changes, even in terms of social, you know, uh, social affairs, even in terms of like uh, 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 things like uh, immigration. So, um, so th these are the things that uh, we need to like. Uh, we need to. Uh, bear in mind when we are thinking about uh, uh, planning about our you know programs here. So and I'm very happy to like uh, work with the other departments here to uh, to bring new conversation here to Prince George. Now, how much did you know about Prince George? Not necessarily about Tourist Gallery, but how much did you know about Prince George before you came? Uh, well, <laughs> I have a lot of, we have a big community in Vancouver. But uh, lots of friends, of course, in mm -hmm. Vancouver. But uh, uh, before coming for the first time to Prince George, uh, I was uh, I was very lucky to find a couple of uh, mutual friends mm -hmm. uh, before coming. So, and then uh, I would say four people. So yeah, before uh, um, one of our friends who who is now living in the um, uh, Wolfville. Mm -hmm. He and his family living been living in uh, Prince George for like uh, four years. Okay. So they have, they know lots of friends. So mm -hmm. they introduced me to the people and uh, and then I could find um, um, I met a couple of them yesterday in the <laughs> in the uh, in the concert in the oh, yeah right. in the fundraising concert yeah. here in the town. So uh, and then uh, um, I start. Uh, I started to find out our community here, mm -hmm. and I realized that we are like more than 100 Iranians here. Yeah. Yeah. So, which is uh, very which surprising. Is nice to know. Of so, course. Yeah. yeah. Lots of you know Iranians students at the, the U UNBC. Mm -hmm. So uh, these are the things that, and I start uh, finding them, talking to them, and uh, it was it's very um, hard working, hard. Warming when mm -hmm. you know people before coming, yeah. and also when know that uh, in St. John's, honestly, we had a very vibrant and very nice community. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was talking to my friend who is now in the uh, North Scotia, and he said uh, the community that I 
that we had in Prince George, we couldn't find any more across other provinces. Mm -hmm. It's the wow. no, yeah, uh, second to none. Yeah, and it was uh, very, very no. Uh, uh, say, oh my God! So <laughs> the, the experience that the people as a as an immigrant, yeah, and uh, uh, you know, felt here. It's very important, and I said, "Oh my God, that's." Uh, and when I came here, uh, I'm very, very happy uh, that I found uh, people here that are now my friends. They help me a lot. It's a week that I'm here, and I'm very, very cannot be happy here because uh, they help me by any means, and that means a lot when you are new in a community. So. Uh, Bottom line, I love the place. Isan Mohammadi, the new curator at Two Rivers Gallery, take a quick break and be back with more after nine. The Spruce City Lions Club has a Recycle for Sight collection box at the Seniors Resource Center. Drop off no longer used prescription or non-prescription glasses, sunglasses, and readers, even if they're broken. Donated glasses will be cleaned, categorized by prescription, and prepared for distribution to people in developing countries. Used hearing aids are also being accepted. The Spruce City Lions Club Recycle for Sight collection box in the Seniors Resource Center, 1330 Fifth Avenue. The Prince George RCMP continues to gather evidence in the suspicious death of 33-year-old Harley Raymond Poole on Monday, November 20th. Investigators would like to speak to anyone who may have any information relevant to the investigation or dash cam footage of Sintage Road between 5 p.m. Saturday, November 18th and 11 a.m. Monday, November 20th. You can contact the investigation team through the Prince George RCMP non-emergency line at 250-561-3300. Alban Classical presents a Christmas comfort concert Saturday, December 23rd at 2.30 in St. Giles Church and 7.30 in Grace Anglican Church. Oboist Erica Scowron, clarinetist Simon Cole, and pianist Hannah Kang will perform seasonal favorites. Admission is free thanks to support by a grant from the City of Prince George. A Christmas comfort concert, 2.30 at St. Giles, the corner of 15th and Edmonton, and 7.30 at Grace Anglican on Goheen, Saturday, December 23rd. Forecast from Environment Canada. Cloudy today, wind from the south at 30k. A high of zero with a morning wind chill to minus 11. Tonight, cloudy, a 40% chance of flurries starting this evening. More south winds, temperature rising to 2 overnight. For Wednesday, cloudy and windy with a 60% chance of snow in the afternoon, a high of 3. Featuring the people who make things happen in Prince George, you're listening to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. With Holly Keach from Prince George Kiwanis, and we're going we're gonna to talk about Ale Fest, but we're not going to talk about Ale Fest itself. <laughs> but let's start by saying, okay, what is Ale Fest? Well, uh... Alefest is a fundraising event that the Kiwanis Club of Prince George has been hosting. This is its eighth year oh. that we've been doing it. Yeah, uh, We're having it on January 26th and 27th, mm -hmm. coming up pretty soon. Uh, it's a fundraising event that raises money for local children's charities, as well as for, we sponsor a room at the Ronald McDonald House. Okay. Yeah. 
So that room goes to Northern BC families specifically. That's what I was going to ask about. It's, yeah. it, it's a it's specific room. It's a Northern room. BC. It's got the armed guards up on everything, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. It, it's for Northern BC families to stay when yeah. their children are receiving treatment at the BC Children's Hospital in Vancouver. So um, we sponsor that room. And um, yeah, we've been doing that for some years now. And I think there was... In back in 2019, I think we had over 250 families stay at the Ron McDonald House. Yeah, and I think the longest stay was uh, over 350 nights, so almost Oof. one full calendar year. Yeah. So, so that's what it's for. That's the point of it. It's a fundraiser, uh, and it's entirely volunteer-led by our local Kiwanis Club. Mm -hmm. um, but in addition to that, it is a festival of craft ale mm -hmm. from around northern bc yes uh so Which this year we have that's the name ale fest, ale fest exactly yes. yeah uh it's very popular we oh. are three tasting sessions that we have mm -hmm. every year this year they in fact sold out in two hours which was just amazing <laughs> they always sell out fairly quickly though don't they, they? sell out very fast <laughs> yeah the community just rallies behind this event okay well yeah, you're you're giving them a chance to taste some great ale. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that might have something to do with it too. Yes, it's a great community <laughs> event, raising money for a very good cause. Yeah. But I get to drink ale. Yeah. Okay, now you've given me a really good reason to support <laughs> this one. Yeah. It's it's so great. And, you know, we have local restaurants that get involved. Mm -hmm. They bring um, complimentary food to Ooh. the Ale Fest tasting sessions as well, so yeah. people can snack and enjoy on some food mm -hmm. from some local restaurants, as well as we have music and silent auction and 50-50 and lots of fun things. It, you make a night of it. Yeah, absolutely. Or a day of it, because yeah. obviously, so three sessions. Three sessions. Now, we'll talk a little bit about this, and then just before we go to the, to the break in a few minutes, we'll mention why a lot of this information is irrelevant. <laughs> but when are the sessions? The sessions are Friday, January 26th, mm -hmm. as well as Saturday, January 27th. There's two on the Saturday and afternoon okay. session and an evening session. Okay. Yeah, so we get three in the course of that wow. weekend, yeah. And they're all at the same place? All the same place at the Two Rivers Gallery. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Good location. Great location. It's downtown, that's and that's kind of the point. We... And there's more parking now. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Although we encourage people not to no. drive for obvious reasons. Yes, we provide uh, a shuttle. Okay. Uh, Big Brothers Big Sisters helps us out with that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we have. there's lots of taxi services available. And, now, very quick yeah. question. It is Ale Fest. And yes. the point is, you know, you're drinking the craft ales and stuff. Yeah. Do you provide non-alcoholic beverages as well? Yes. So that if somebody does have somebody to act as a designated driver, that person is just sitting in a corner. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we, of course, have bottled water mm. everywhere. Yeah. Um, but this year we actually have a really cool kombucha brewery that oh. we'll be attending. Yeah, it's Bulkley River Booch. Sounds like they're from out west somewhere. They are. Well, the Bulkley Valley, yeah, yeah, Smithers area, Burns Lake area, I think, yeah. Um, so they'll be coming. So that's a really cool thing. You can come and taste that kombucha. Bulkley Valley kombucha. That's okay. what they, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So they're coming as well. So it's not all alcoholic, if, yeah. that's, if that's not your thing. So now, and you were saying, from the way you spoke, this is obviously their first year. It's Have you first found year. out, like, every year, do you keep getting... Maybe one or two, they say, well, I can't make it this year. But then somebody else steps up and says, hey, heard great things about this. I want to come. 
Absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh, for example, we have a new brewery this year from Kitimat, Two Peaks Brewing. Mm. Uh, they just opened their doors, I think, last year, just ahead of Alefest. Mm. And they weren't able to make it last year, but they're yeah. coming this year. We're very excited for that one. And as you know, the craft beer industry has just exploded in northern BC in the last few years. So it's just gaining popularity. And every year there's a few new breweries that pop up and say, I want to come. Is there... Have you guys started talking about the fact that at some point you may have to cut off how many breweries you've got? <laughs> well, I'm just thinking, you know, because space you got is taste, an issue. You got space, tastings, yeah, yeah. Well, space and also timing. Yeah. Because I mean, you go, okay, you got ten seconds to finish this one and go on to the next one. That doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. You got to be strategic about it, yeah. I suppose, and know which breweries and which ales you want to sample mm, when okay. when you get there. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, and that's the benefit of the Qantas Fest crawl weekend as okay. well. Is that which we'll be that, talking about in a few yeah, minutes. Yeah, it's not limited yes. to just the tasting sessions. No. Yeah. Now, the tasting sessions, do you limit the number of people at each of them? Like, so that you've got about a third of the tickets go for the Friday evening one? Exactly. A third, a third, yeah. okay. Yeah, there's about 300, I think, I believe, uh, for each session. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That must pack. That, that it packs. It's I was going to say packed. that, but that yeah, packs yeah. the gallery. So, yeah, something to that effect. Because you've also, you've also got to have the tables for the uh, <laughs> for, for the, the silent auction and, and the, the breweries and the, the restaurants. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we wow. take over the whole gallery basically, and it's it's wonderful. We've had such a great relationship with them over the yeah. years, um, and this ties in nicely because just before you came on. We were playing an interview I did yesterday with the new That's curator right. at the gallery. Yeah, I was listening to that yes. when I was on my way over. Yeah. I suspect he doesn't probably have a lot to do with Alefest. He's more along the lines of, don't get anything on yeah. the paintings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't spill anything. Yeah. No. But uh, no. So again, it ties in fairly nicely, yeah. actually, that yeah. you guys are at the gallery. Have you always been at the gallery, or did you start yeah. somewhere? Okay. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Oh. I wasn't around in the early years, but mm -hmm. I believe it's always been at the Two Rivers Gallery. And it's mm -hmm. such a really unique location. Yeah. It's it's right in the heart of downtown, yeah. which we love, because we love bringing everything bringing mm -hmm. people downtown and supporting the downtown. Yep. And it's just such a really kind of cool, eclectic, funky mm -hmm. event venue, you know? Yeah. Now, the one thing I am thinking of, because this is the way my mind works to some extent, is I'm thinking, do you ever look at, say, the Spruce King schedule and try to make sure that you're not doing it on the same weekend as they're playing at home? Because otherwise, parking might not be quite so easy. <laughs> That is a good point. I don't think we've ever cross-referenced no. the Spruce yeah. King okay. schedule per se. Probably not a big deal, because as you say, a lot of people have alternate means of transportation anyways. Yes, yeah. They're not bringing well, their Yeah, and that's what we kind of encourage. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We are going to go to a break. When we come back, we're not going to talk about Alefest itself. We're going to talk about something else along the same lines after nine. We all want to look and feel good, but changes in the brain due to dementia can affect a person's abilities, and more assistance may gradually be required with personal care. Learn tips and strategies for making these daily activities more successful this morning from the Alzheimer's Society of BC. To register or for more information, visit alzbc.org slash online workshops. Personal care, dressing and grooming, a free online workshop this morning from 10 to 11.30 through alzbc.org. Org. Christmas is a time for smiles. Upgrade your smile with a visit to Der Denture Center. 
Dur Denture Center offers a full range of services from partial dentures to complete dentures. Same-day repairs are also available. Dur Denture Center is located on the third floor of the Victoria Medical Building with easy elevator access. Come in for a free complimentary consultation and get your smile upgraded for Christmas. No referral required. Dur Denture Center in the Victoria Medical Building. Call 250-562-6638. Are you a leader who wants to take their leadership to the next level? Do you have an emerging leader on your team who needs support? At Pivot Leader, our Leaders in Business program combines leadership training with one-on-one -on -one coaching to help leaders just like you. You'll learn how to deal with people better, handle conflict, hire and keep staff, delegate more effectively, read financial statements, and learn coaching skills to move your team along. There's a less stressful way to improve your outcomes. We can show you how. If you'd like to be a better leader, reach out to us today at pivotleader.com. Pivot Leader will help you grow, train, and sell your business. Enjoy a gentle Tai Chi session with instructor Tom Hind at the Prince George Public Library. The sessions are held on Fridays, alternating between the two libraries. Tom will lead attendees through a Tai Chi form with easy-to-follow gentle movements, which can be done either standing or seated. Gentle Seated Tai Chi is a free drop-in event aimed at adults. The next session of Gentle Seated Tai Chi with Tom Hind will be Friday between 12.30 and 1.30 at the Nachako branch of the Public Library. Thank you for tuning in and staying tuned to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Ow. We can talk about <laughs> the crawl that's yes. associated with ale fests. Now, is this the first year that you've had an ale crawl? No, we've been doing it okay. for a number of years okay. now. You know, sort of as, I don't want to say an afterthought, but uh, secondary to the tasting sessions. They've always been sort of the primary yes. event. Um, but the crawl has been gaining popularity, mm -hmm. and we, you know, we really want to encourage people to come and enjoy downtown yeah. Prince George as well. So the Qantas Elfest crawl encourages that. So the crawl... It's not like a set time or anything like that? Yeah, it's so it's on the Friday evening and the Saturday evening okay. over two days. Yeah. So you could come both days or one of them. You could go to the tasting session on the one night and the crawl the next night. Uh, okay, so it's obviously not then the same libations, shall we say, available at the crawl as is at Alefest. Yeah. Or else there wouldn't be any need to go to... The tasting and then go on the crawl. If yeah. all you're getting is the same, you're going to experience very different okay. um, ales. Yeah, so the the cask ales are very mm. unique. Mm. Uh, the brewers that are coming to the ale fest tasting sessions, uh, some of them are bringing these unique cask ales that they've created, wow. um, and they're kind of once in a lifetime. Yeah, so, tastes. You're yeah. never. You're not really going to taste them again. You know, one and done. Wow. Yeah. So like some of the ones who. So just because you maybe did the pub crawl last or the ale crawl last year and you remember there was a certain brewery whose thing you really liked, that doesn't mean that brewery is going to, they probably won't have, she, you're yeah. shaking your head already. Yeah. 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 Um, well, you know, yeah. maybe if it was popular, maybe they'll bring it again. But yeah. I think, you know, they're, they're very creative people and they mm -hmm. like to experiment and try with different flavors. And yeah. uh, there's been some really cool ones over the years, strawberry and cream, tropical mango, like really lots of really, really cool, oh. unique cask ales. And now are there any of the breweries who are taking part in the crawl who are not in Alefest? Um, there's a few of them. You know, we can't okay. have every single brewery, yeah. but um, let me think. Some of the breweries that are bringing the cask ales for the crawl this year would be Two Peaks Brewing mm -hmm. from Kitimat, um, Three Ranges from Veilmount, Smithers, 
Barkerville, Mighty Peace, Wheelhouse. They're from Prince Rupert. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, our hometown breweries. I, I was say, is there Deadfall. anybody from Prince George? Yeah. <laughs> We've got Deadfall, Trench, and Crossroads wow. from in town here. They're participating as well. Sweet. Yeah. So there'll be a few. Yeah. And yeah, we've got the local restaurants. Mm -hmm. uh, there'll be Black Clover, Crossroads, Molino Kitchen, brand mm -hmm. new on yeah. Victoria. Yeah. Uh, who else? Batula Burning, Trench Brewing, and Nancy O's. So will all the restaurants that are participating, will they have the cascales from all of the no they'll be paired with specific uh, breweries so okay. each restaurant will host one to two right. of these cascales okay. over those the course of the two days right. uh, so they'll be paired with a brewery and then they'll have that <laughs> yeah and i'm thinking the other thing with the cascales is it sounds like that is even maybe more so a thing where you can pair it with a particular food dish yeah you with the different flavors could, yeah yeah Absolutely. Yeah. And it's really cool. They they actually tap them on site. So if you're there at, you know, 4.30 on the dot yeah. when it starts, you can actually see the brewery come in with their wooden yeah. mallet, <laughs> whatever yeah. they've got, and actually tap the cast, which is kind of a cool thing And then thing you to see. know. You know it's you're fresh. You're getting the yeah. legitimate stuff. Yes. yes. <laughs> now, is there going to be anything online as to which breweries are going to be paired with which restaurants? Yes, absolutely. Okay. We'll release that. We'll have that information on our website, quantasalefest.ca, as well as our social media pages. If okay. you check out our Facebook and Instagram, we'll be releasing all that. Kind of a guide to the Fest Crawl weekend yeah. closer to the date. Um, the other thing that you could do is if you want to participate, you can pick up. We have a Qantas Alefest Crawl map and passport we'll be printing out and providing all the restaurants. Uh, so this passport will have the, the map of all the restaurants and which breweries right. are there. It'll have all the tasting notes of these specific mm. cask ales, sort of what to expect when right. you're sampling them. Um, as well as a passport stamp system, mm -hmm. which you can get stamped at each restaurant that you go to and sample one of the cask ales. Yeah. And if you collect, I believe it's up to four stamps, mm -hmm. then you can enter that in one of the ballot boxes to be um, to win a prize. Okay. Yeah. So the prize is two Alefest tickets for next year, 2025, wow. two tasting session yeah. tickets for 2025, wow. as well as a BC Ale Trail gift basket. Okay. And now... Before we came on, you were saying you guys have got another contest going on right now as well, tied into Alefest. See, you'd almost forgotten, hadn't you? <laughs> I almost <laughs> forgot. We are currently collaborating with Tourism Prince George uh, to do run a Facebook and Instagram giveaway. Mm -hmm. So we've got a little bit of a contest going on there right now, and it's right now until Saturday afternoon Ooh. we'll be drawing the winner. Yeah. Uh, and that is for the, it's kind of a downtown PG experience package. Right. Uh, so the winner of that gets two tick or two nights at the Ramada. Mm -hmm. They are our partner hotel for right. the Alefest weekend. Two nights at the Ramada on the 26th and 27th of January for mm -hmm. the crawl weekend, right. as well as a hundred dollar gift card to the restaurant Ooh. of your choice, one of the participating okay. restaurants in the crawl. So on Saturday, you or somebody else from Kiwanis gives yes. them the call and says, you won. And they immediately go to the website and they start looking at the restaurants and saying, okay, and which one. restaurant am I going to go yep. to? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm guessing the other thing is you were saying that the, um, the passport or the information about the crawl gives you some ideas about what each of the cascales is like. Exactly. So, yeah. Dean, for somebody who is, shall we say, a connoisseur, they may look at that and they may say, 
okay, I know Batula Burning or somebody has mm -hmm. a specific dish that I think would go really well with this, and they are paired up with them. So totally. that's what I'm going to get yeah. when I go there. Yeah, yeah. we'll release that information uh, probably a few days ahead of time yeah. on our social media pages. Then you can kind of cross-reference and compare which Cascales you're interested in trying. Mm -hmm. You know, if like a tropical one is your yeah. jam or something different, <laughs> then you could uh, yeah, pick and choose if you want to have a bite to eat at one of the restaurants as well. Wow. So did the crawl come about to some extent because the Elfast tickets usually sold out so fast? Well, you know, it's a great alternative for yeah. people who couldn't snag tickets because, yeah. you know, oh. like, you know, it's, we can only sell so many tickets, mm -hmm. <laughs> unfortunately. Um, and there's a huge demand here yes. locally. And I think it's picking up even more demand uh, in our outlying communities mm -hmm. as well. People coming into town specifically for that reason. Uh, so we just wanted to offer something that is really, there's no limit. There's, you don't have to purchase a ticket to come to the Moana no. Elfast crawl. You you can yeah. just come and enjoy it as long as you're 19 plus yes that helps you're saying uh yes, yeah, even no though toddlers it says crawl, allowed yeah not to not toddlers, <laughs> you're not crawling no yeah so again what's the website where people can get all the information now and a little bit later yes. as it becomes available yeah that is kiwanisalefest.ca yeah. and that's got the list of all the breweries all the restaurants yes. and as you were saying when you finalize everything for the crawl that will also be the cross-reference point of this is these are the breweries that are going to be at this restaurant. Yeah, absolutely. It has all the info about the tasting sessions, the breweries and restaurants that are attending those, as well as the mm -hmm. crawl breweries and restaurants. And then we'll have on our website, as well as um, social media, we'll be releasing a big post with all of the tasting notes, uh, lots of information that you can screenshot or head to one of the restaurants and pick yeah. up that, that map and that password, and yeah. that will show you all the tasting notes as well. Yeah, I was going to say a map for an ale crawl. That that almost sounds like a contradiction <laughs> in terms, but <laughs> well, you might need a map after yes. sampling a couple of them. Yeah. Okay. I've been to this one, and I think we were at this yeah. one. Yeah. Put a big X over the ones yes. that you've gone to. Holly Keach, Kiwanis Prince George. Thank you very much for coming in and bringing us date on me. the Ale Fest that people can no longer get tickets for, <laughs> but also the crawl, which they can still take part in. Yes. Okay. Thanks as well to Tracy Calagaros from the Exploration Place for bringing us up to date on what's happening out there. And to um, Eason Mohammadi, the new curator at Two Rivers Gallery. Uh, we'll be back on next Tuesday after 9. After 9 is a weekday presentation of CFIS-FM. After 9 is produced by Alan Wishart, Eric Allen, Kylie Lewis-Holt, Darren Guess, Trudy Clausen, and Rez Krebs. Executive producer is Reg Fair with technical assistance from Stephen Smith. Theme music is by The Ebbs. Listen for a rebroadcast of today's program tonight at 10 and for past shows, check out the archives link at cfisfm.com. To provide feedback or suggestions for the show, please email cfisfm at yahoo.ca. This is 93.1 CFIS-FM in Prince George. Proudly supported by local professionals like Realtor Tab Baker. Call 250-613-1755.